Is it story time on the Nth Cast? Gather round, children. I shall tell you a tale. Gather my younglings. Younglings? Younglings. Are we Jedi now? You're listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode 40. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Once upon a time. In a galaxy far, far away. There lived... Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are getting ahead of ourselves. But you know, we've recorded a lot of depressing stuff lately. We have. Depressing and frightening. Very frightening. And I think we need to lighten it up. I need some lightness in my life. I need some relief. Do you need some relief in your life? uh, Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm desperate for some relief in my life. In the worst? In the worst possible way. In the worst, best possible way? Mm -hmm. That's that's what I need. Then then maybe this episode will be the salve for your your aching wound. (laughs) The healing balm that I so desperately need. That you need. Mm. Yes. Mm. As long as it's lotion-y, I'll be okay. So this is essentially our fairy tale episode do we believe in fairy tales i clearly we do do we uh, i i'm living a fairy tale this is true being on the nth cast is a fairy tale it a is. dream come true it is a dream come true i wished upon a star here we are it made no difference who we were huh no I, that is true that is true yeah, i mean <laughs> Anyone could host this. It doesn't matter. I mean, it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> probably better, but anyone could do it. You're right. It wouldn't be the same. Because mm, we are individuals. It wouldn't be different either. It would just... Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> okay. We're getting off track We are getting, already. We do that. Which, yeah. We tried to keep it tight earlier this week. So, so. We, yeah, we did. We're, we're going to be a little looser today just because the topic, I think, is going to lend itself to being... A little loose because there's some loose adaptations that we've looked at. Uh, the Brothers yes. Grimm. We had not seen The Brothers Grimm. No, so we had So we decided, hey, that might be a good movie to take a look at. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. It's also on Netflix. It, oh, is it on Netflix? Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Oh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. Well, so you have multiple viewing options. Actually, watching on Amazon Prime on my Kindle HDX was a experience I hadn't done yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not have 3G on that Kindle. So, uh, no, I don't. Uh, really? So it's Wi-Fi only. Oh. So I downloaded the movie. So when you have a Prime account, you can download Prime movies to your device and... Uh, it also has what is called IMDb X-Ray. Are you familiar with that? I am not. What is that? Uh, so basically while you're watching the movie, you can have a little sidebar, uh, to the left, which is basically a, it's not unlike, do you remember pop-up video? Of course. On VH1? Yes. It's like that. Every scene, it'll, it'll kind of drop down into this bar every actor that's in that scene really? and you can click it and it will expand out their information from IMDb. It's really cool. That's interesting. Uh, and it'll also pull in other information from IMDb, like um, any of the uh, uh, trivia or 
continuity goofs or really? or mistakes. Oh, like it that's on the IMDb homepage. Yeah. As or, you scroll down, there's the different Yeah. That's no, cool. No, it's really cool. So it's it's an interesting so I I had to download it. Like I said, I don't have three G on that device. I had to download it because I needed to watch it today. Uh and a very full schedule. Uh I You work a lot. I did well, I did tweet out, I don't know if you saw it or not, uh, that I was setting up my Kindle to watch it at work. Uh, did you watch any of it at I work? did actually watch some of it at work uh, on a break. Um, I, I always was, I only had one earbud in because I was afraid that... Uh, Your boss was going to walk in? Actually, I wasn't afraid. See, I sit at my desk all day with earbuds in. And I don't know if I'm, sometimes I'm watching YouTube, sometimes it's Netflix, sometimes I'm just listening to music. Always working, though, I can multitask because I just do accounting. So, so I only watched a few minutes of it uh, at my actual desk. And so I just reserved the rest of it to watch um, on my uh, commute uh, home. Okay. Yeah. While you were driving? Yeah. Oh, you're not a bus rider no, anymore? No, 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 no. You're a car rider? Yeah. I just kind of put it up on the steering wheel. <laughs> and put the uh, like on the steering wheel right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured looking down and looking up would be. No, I didn't actually look at it. I was no, I didn't watch the movie while I was driving. <laughs> I have done that before. Have you done that? I've read a book while I was driving. That always makes me uncomfortable when you're driving down the road and you see someone clearly watching no. something on their phone. I, I have not done on either. the highway. I have not done either of those things. Those are highly unsafe. They are highly unsafe. I've um, texted while I've driven before, but I don't yeah. do it very often no. anymore. I actually have these dreams of when I see people um, texting while they're driving. Uh, not not actual dreams, but I guess it's like a daydream of what would I do if someone ran into me if I, if they caused a car accident while they were texting while they were texting oh. because you know I've seen as I'm driving I see out of the corner of my eye and I see them not looking because they're texting or whatever or on their phone right and they swerve and you barely I, I have this dream of if they ran into me instead of exchanging insurance information I, I feel as though I would be reaching through their window and pulling them out of their car have you seen that video and, no. There's, there's a couple videos of someone doing that where they get in a wreck and the dude that got hit just walks over and grabs the phone out of the driver's just hand and just it. throws it down, yeah. stomps on it or something like that. And I think that's what you should do. Uh, I think you have every right yeah. to do that. It's, anyway, um, I just actually kind of scares me a little yes. that people would potentially cause an accident. And I'm not so much worried about myself as I can't. I can't process the idea of someone I love getting hurt no by someone by someone's not just incompetence, disregard for others' well-being. Yes, and so it's anyway. a very narcissistic viewpoint. It is so. Uh, rant over. Yes, thank you. Let's get back on track. I'm gonna step down from my soapbox mm, now. Let's get back on track and we, move to fantasy land. We are clearly. Living in fantasy land, we do that uh, because the brothers Grimm. <sighs> I'm just going to say, it's not the best movie in the world. So we're going to talk no. about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to come. I'm just kind of give you a little foreshadowing. Don't go out of your way to watch this movie. It's a. But I want to jump the gun too much. I would give it a if you haven't seen it. And you have nothing else in your queue on Netflix, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's not terrible. It's don't, just not don't put it at the top. It's of just list. not great. It's no. not great. No. So so we had picked that. We 
you know, we're a couple reasons we picked that movie. Yeah, uh, we like Terry Gilliam. He's the director of the movie, and uh, it's got Heath Ledger, who is fantastic. It's got fucking Matt Damon. That's why I picked it. Uh, I just wanted to see your reaction (laughs) to Matt Damon. Actually, he wasn't as annoying in this as I thought he would. Really? No. Oh, I found him so annoying. He was super annoying. Super annoying. We'll get to that. Okay. I don't want to. I want to save that. Mm, Let's mm-hmm. savor that. Okay. Let's let the tension build. Yeah, we let my hatred boil. Yeah, we can't jump the gun too soon. Uh, but I think in our p- planning, whatever that looks like for us, we realize that, you know, let's expand our discussion to the realm of fairy tales, not just movies, but uh, other fairy tale adaptations that – because it seems – not unlike this zombie proliferation. Fairy tales are everywhere. Their fairy tales are everywhere. And I think some of them are done well. Some of them are pretty crappy. But uh, uh just like zombies. Yeah. But I thought, you know, hey, let's talk about some of them. And uh maybe maybe there's some of them that people haven't seen yet. And we, we can, can give you better options. We can steer them in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. We've suffered through I mean, we've suffered through so much this year. <laughs> We have <laughs> suffer so much for our craft. Like, we're just like starving artists. Uh, so, do we want to do the plot? How do you want to? Yeah, do this? a little bit of the plot. Okay, maybe like a synopsis. Sure. And I feel like you're better at that than I am. Well, so thank you. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. It starts off with Jake and Will, they and this go- is the, this is the brothers Grimm. Yes, right? the brothers okay. Grimm. Just want to clarify. Yeah, Jake and Will. They don't even go by Jacob and Wilhelm, so I don't understand Jake and Will, but whatever. Starts off their sisters. Well, it's hip. Trying to be hip and it's, with it. This, because this came out in 2005. They've got the 411, is what but, you're saying. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, I'll just go. So Jake It was and, a musical. Yes. No. No, that's Into the Woods. That's a musical. Oh, well, that should be in the discussion as well. Yeah. Jake and Will, it is. It's on my list. Jake and Will, as when they're kids, their sister's sick. And Wilhelm, I mean, Jacob went to sell the family's cow so that they could get money for a doctor for their sick sister. This sounds vaguely familiar. It does. And so, like something from a fairy tale. It does. So, Jacob comes back and, like, how much money did you get for the cow? I didn't get any money. I got some magic beans, which is very much a Brothers Grimm fairy tale, Jack and the Beanstalks. That's how the movie starts. And then it goes straight into them 15 years later when they're adults. And they are scam artists. Wait a minute. Is what wait they a minute. Are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is Jack and the Beanstalk actually a Brothers Grimm story? I'm pretty you sure. You keep talking. I'm going to look that up. Okay, you look it up. I'm pretty sure I don't sure think it is. It is. Okay. I, could I think be you're wrong. wrong. That's, I've been wrong before. So 15 years later, they're scam artists, and they town a town hires them to get rid of a witch problem that they have, and they have to spend an exorbitant amount of money, pretty much all the money that the village has, to get rid of this witch. And there's this really interesting scene where they fight the witch and shoot her with baby's tears in the heart and then <laughs> bury her in a mirror-lined Fucking casket so that they can never that the witch can never escape. Because when you burn a witch, you're apparently supposed to bury her ashes in a mirror-lined casket. Why? So I, I don't know. This is a fairy they, tale. They didn't world. explain that. Did they, they didn't need to. It just makes it sound fantastical. But you come to find out that they have it's basically a theater production that they set up in this barn and they have actors helping them set the stage and make it believable so that it looks like they've actually gotten rid of the witch. But they didn't. They just took all these people's poor money, all these poor people's money, and went on their way to the next town to do the next scam. But they get caught by the French um, army 
who has been following them for a while and knowing that they are actually scam artists, but they've let it go. But they've hired them because there's been these weird disappearances in a village in the south of Germany that they want them to go figure out who is doing this because they think it's a scam artist like they are and they want to figure out how they can get the girls back and catch the people doing it and then they will forgive the Brothers Grimm for their crimes. But when they get to the village, you come to find out, oh no, this is actually true. There's an evil witch up in a tower that is capturing 12 young girls because she wants their blood so that she can be young again because she has an immortality spell that keeps her from dying, but it doesn't keep her from aging. So her skin and her nails and her hair are all six, 700 years old, and they're just disgusting. She looks filthy. But when you look in the mirror, she's this beautiful woman who is played by Monica Bellucci, which is believable as a beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Always. She's the only reason I watch Matrix 2 and 3. Uh, what was that question you just an- asked me about, Monica Bellucci? Because the answer is always, always yes. Mm-hmm. And twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I had to just look at her through a mirror, that's fine. That's cool. I can handle Which that. Which you do yeah. at the end. <laughs> Which was weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's super weird. So they come to find out that this is real. And all of their tricks that they have practiced their whole life are not going to be effective against this witch that they are now facing. So basically it's their story of realizing that fairy tales are real and we have learned these and heard these stories our whole life, but maybe there's some truth to them. And if we remember how the stories go and how they end, we can save the day and they end up, of course, saving the day and turning their ways from being a, Scam artist into someone who tells stories, which is why we have the Brothers Grimm Tales now. That was an overly long synopsis. Thank I know. You. Um, I didn't. I didn't give away the climax. Just that they won. Well, you want to give the climax away. Climaxing to is important. Monica Bellucci and Lena Headley, uh, although she wasn't anything particularly special in this movie. So we have Matt Damon. Was, yes, we do. Um, fucking Matt Damon. Uh, he was Wilhelm. No, do I have that backwards? Matt Damon was Wilhelm, and Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger was Jacob was Jacob. Uh, Lena Headley was just a daughter of the woodsman. Yes, which she was underused as well. Very underused. You know, actually, the more I thought about it, she, it felt. Lena Headley's performance in this movie felt very Kira Knightley. Very much. Like does a, that make sense? It does. Even with her look. Her look. Because she's younger. Um, yeah, in her 30s instead of her 40s. Yeah. And so it's it, prior to 300. Hmm. So. so who else was in this? Peter Stormare. Uh, he was the Italian. Yeah. Cavagliari, uh, or I think it was what it was. Con- yeah, what do you, I don't even know how you, yeah. But he was uh, basically answered to Jonathan Price, which was the French uh, general. 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 Um, he was actually, I thought, one of the more the brighter spots. He did an movie. excellent I've job. I've always liked uh, He's a great Jonathan character Price. actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. Great character actor. Uh, being the lead in uh, Brazil, another mm-hmm. Terry, Terry Gilliam, Gilliam movie. movie. Uh, he was also... The dad in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, overall, this movie was uh, visually stunning. 
Visually stunning. As a it, Terry Gilliam movie, you knew it would be. Absolutely. That's the one thing that it would have going for it. Uh, but, it, you know, in a weird way, it felt like it was an attempt on his part to make a more commercial type of movie. Even though it was visually stunning, it had his quirks to it. It wasn't quite as quirky as his normal uh, uh, movies. I don't know if does that make sense. It does, and it was surprising because with the fairy tale setting, those fairy tales are vicious and violent usually. And I thought he would be more true to the actual stories than he was. And I thought it would be a great match and a great opportunity for him to do something special. I think it was a missed opportunity because, again, all I say, it's not a terrible movie. It is watchable. But would I would would I want to waste my time with it? No, no. There really isn't anything about it that screams out, "Hey, you have to see this." Am I upset that I did? No. And so that's kind of that weird place of I can't recommend it, but I don't hate myself for having watched right. it. If it was on HBO, so, I'd, yeah, and there was nothing else on, I'd watch it. Uh, because again, visually stunning. Now some of the some of the effects were a little dated. Um, it did look like 2005. It did. It did. It had, uh, it, over, it relied over, overly relied on, uh, CGI, which is, I, I think another departure from what his normal movies are. Yes. Um, I, I think what should have clued us in is the fact that, uh, uh is it Aaron Kruger? The, uh, the guy that wrote the screenplay. Yes. This is a spec script by him. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but he wrote the majority of the Transformer movies. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So that should have like, clued us in. It should have. Whoops. Uh, caution. Warning. Yield. <laughs> trouble ahead. Um, what did you say? You mentioned earlier that fairy tales are real. Well, I think it was more than that, that they realized that magic was real. Mm-hmm. Um and I couldn't help but draw a comparison to another movie from the 90s that I felt uh, captured the concept of these con men uh, using a uh, supernatural element to uh, basically make their way in life. And that was their job. Uh, and that's The Frighteners, oh, which is a Peter Jackson movie, yeah. but done a whole lot better and very worth a look. I. I haven't seen it in a number in a number of years, so it might have might be a little dated as well. Um, it should hold up though if it's Peter Jackson. I, I, I think it. I think it. Have you seen it? Have you seen? I the have Fright- seen it a long time ago. Yeah, like and, 10 years and this ago, was maybe. this was prior to uh, Michael J. Fox uh, being diagnosed with MS. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of his. I, I think one of his last. I don't think it was his last, but it would have been one of his close to to the last prior to Doc Hollywood. No, it's after that. Okay. Doc Hollywood was eighties, um, right? Early late eight, either the late eighties or early nineties. Okay. I like that movie. Though, I love right? that movie. Um, anyway, the difference there is that he actually knew ghosts were real because he was using ghosts to actually go and haunt people, uh, and then you know bilk them out of their money, only yeah. to realize that there was a uh, greater threat out there. Uh, so I. I, I I kind of draw that. I, I was reminded of that as like, oh, that movie has done so much better. But I thought, uh, yes. And, and so I guess what I'm trying to get at is the Brothers Grimm actually had a lot of funny moments in it. It did. 
And I thought that was one of the more charming things. But I think at the end of the day, you're either going to love it, that style, or hate it. I don't think there's really any in in between except for, I guess that's really how I feel. I I mean, I feel, (laughs) let me contradict myself. This is the, it's weird. It's a weird movie. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to is it's a weird movie uh, in the sense that it looked good and had so much potential, but the the overall plot and execution of the story that was my least favorite part was sorely lacking. I felt that if they made like a few tweaks here and there, the movie would have resonated. And there was a couple of scenes in it, like the gingerbread, yeah, the the, the, the boy turning into the gingerbread man, mm-hmm. which felt like it was just kind of tacked on, yes, and felt completely out of place and looked really goofy. It looked terrible, and because it started off as a mud creature or something like that that turned into a gingerbread man and took a bite out of himself and said, "I'm delicious," and swallowed swallowed the mud creature, swallowed the boy, and it girl. became the girl. All yeah. that—that's <laughs> one of the funny bits, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they started dressing them up like boys, though. They started dressing use. up like boys because they were stealing girls so that they could, uh, they needed 12, 12 right? Girls. They needed 12 girls. Nobody knew that. Right. But they yeah. needed the 12 girls so that the mirror queen, Monica Bellucci, mm-hmm. uh, could regain her youth. What a noble sacrifice oh, those my, girls were making. My goodness. Yes, please. <laughs> Worth it every time. As long as it's not my daughter, it's yeah. totally okay. As long as it's not my daughter, yes, yes, let's do this all day, every day. But I agree with you. The there wasn't any real fairy tale stories that they tied to. It was like little bits and pieces and but, hints and glimpses of them, but nothing was really overt or really followed an actual fairy tale. So to follow up, um, from what I understand, Jack and the Beanstalk is an English fairy tale and it does not seem to be tied back to the Brothers Grimm. If you find otherwise, let me know. I'll look at right now what you talk. So we saw Jack and the Beanstalk. We saw Red Riding Hood. Yes. Hansel which, and Gretel. Which I love. Anything to do with a, a, a different take on Red Riding Hood is always cool in my book. Uh, Cinderella. There was a reference to Cinderella. There was... Um, was there any reference to Snow White? Yes, the, there was the old yeah. crone and the yeah. apple. That's right. Uh, so it almost felt like they were just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of taking it and kind of slapping it in there just to to make it feel like it's all connected. So, I mean, because I mean, uh, Jake wrote the stories down. Yes. Right? And so that's where the book aspect comes from. So I thought that was cool. Um, and historically we know that they didn't actually write, um, any of the stories. It was them, uh, basically through interviews and hand, handed down stories. Oration. Uh, yes. And they would just write them down. So they didn't really technically author any of the story stories. And there were hundreds, right? There were, there were hundreds of stories. I mean, get other people to do the work for you. Exactly. Right? They just they just collected the they stories. They were the smart one to put it in a book. So one thing I couldn't understand is why they gave him English accents in the movie. I know because, because they're the German. villagers had German accents. They <laughs> the French people had French accents and the Italian had an Italian accent. And, and the Brothers Grimm are German. And they admitted they were German. Yeah, so... Maybe Matt maybe Damon was- can't do... 
a German accent. Well, from what I heard, he couldn't really do an English accent well, either. <laughs> he crushed it on that South African accent, though, when he did the rugby movie. Oh, what was the name of that one? Oh, Invictus. Invictus. Didn't he, see it. You know why? Because it had Matt Damon Fucking in it. Matt Damon. And Morgan Freeman, though. Oh, gee. God was in that movie? He was, but he was played Nelson Mandela. Did, did you know God. that every time I think of God, I see Morgan Freeman? Really? Oh, yeah. Because of what? Bruce Almighty and... Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. It just, you know... That's funny. <laughs> it's not some old, old guy with a big old beard. No, it's, no, no. it's Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman. Have you heard the Morgan Freeman bits where he's just being filthy? Like it's, Yes. It's, those are the funniest things. Are we going to put links to that in the oh, show notes? we should. We should just so that I can have the links. Are we going to talk any more about the Brothers Grimm? Is there anything that we missed? No, I think I think we've been pretty clear. Like it's okay, but I wouldn't even classify it really as fairy tale movie because it didn't. It wasn't true to any of the fairy tales. I did. I did enjoy watching Heath Ledger, but maybe part of that was nostalgia on my part, knowing uh, that he's not here anymore, and so I kind of want to. I kind of wanted to focus in on him and just kind of glean from his performance as much as I could. Right. And so I don't think I would have done that if he was still with us. Uh, that said, uh, his acting wasn't bad. His uh, acting is never, I've never but seen he's ne- anything. But to see, that's the thing. Uh, I think he's always been good. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything that he was in that I didn't. Enjoyment. Didn't enjoy. He's one of those actors that every performance he does is good. I agree. Uh, So So, moving on. Yes, let's move on. Please. Can we move on to some other fairy tale stuff? Let's move on to some other fairy tale stuff. Or would you like to start in this fairy tale stuff? Well, since we can't really recommend that you should watch The Brothers Grimm, is there any alternatives Movie, TV show, what? Movie, yeah. Yes. Oh, I have plenty of alternatives. Do you? I do. Well, school me. You'd like to be schooled? Edumacate you. Edumacate you, okay. I did a list because I like lists. I I did it in Excel with a pivot table and everything because that's what I did. Why? why, That's not true. That's not true. (laughs) Please. It's a handwritten list on a sticky note. Why would you need a pivot table for a simple list? (laughs) <laughs> do, I, do we need to explain what a pivot table no, is we, now? Pivot, pivot. <laughs> what did you What did you mean by pivot? If you're going to do something in the same vein, is <laughs> a movie that came out recently. I watched it at Christmas, actually. Into the Woods is a musical. <sighs> it's a musical, so you have I, to get past that. Mm. But the music is excellent. Is it? Oh, it's excellent, and the storytelling is really good. And if you're not going to see it on Broadway, if you're not in Broadway, what's the harm in? renting a movie and watching the stories in the fairy tales done right. Cause it's got a lot of the same ones, Jack and the Beanstalk, little red riding hood, sleeping beauty. They're all kind of in there. Isn't like a mashup. Yes. Okay. It's very, it's a very good movie. Um, you know, I'm not going to watch it because I don't do music. I know. Okay. Maleficent. She's in it. No, that movie Maleficent. Did you like Maleficent? I did like it. Really? I did. I thought it was really well done. I liked the visual. It was visually stunning, kind of a I think lines. I know why you liked it. Why? I can think of two reasons why you liked it. What, Angelina's wings or something? Yes. Oh, okay. Exactly. Because they're black. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but it's a good movie. And it's one that um, <laughs> I think kids would enjoy. And 
I don't know. It just does a good job of telling the story kind of in a different way and showing love in a different way than you probably expect from that fairy tale. It's a good movie. Um, Willow. <laughs> I don't know if you count that as a fairy tale movie. I count that as a fairy tale movie. And I think it's Val Kilmer's <laughs> second best performance ever, which <laughs> makes it reason enough to watch it. Oh, man. That thing was so good. Bashed by the critics when it came out. But it's so good. Do you not like Willow? Does it hold up, though? It does hold up. Really? What yes. about that animal transformation scene, though? With the pigs and the mice? You're all pigs! That one? Well, no, where the thing goes from the ostrich to the... To the giant, like, yeah. cyclops Do you know eyeball? what I'm talking about? I do. That can't possibly hold up. It's it's probably still terrifying to a child. Okay. But that's a great movie. Never-ending story. Oh my god! What? Are you, what is that? Not a good movie. Have you watched that recently? I have. As an adult, Bastion. Say my name, okay, baby. I'll say your name. I mean, that's what I think every Do, time. I can't help it. Uh, so, but if you've watched that recently as an adult, you you've got to understand how seriously fucked up that Absolutely. movie is. When Artex, you know how long it took them. Artex. You know how long it took them to train that horse to not to to go under? You know how difficult that is? I can imagine. But that scene proves why adults today are just fucked up because you watch that as like a five year old and his best friend is dying in uh, in the mud. Oh, it's heartbreaking. There's nothing as sad as that in movies today. the Swamp of Infinite Sadness. Yes. What was the name of it? Oh, I don't remember. Something Infinite Sadness, something, if yeah, I remember something correctly. Something along those lines. But that's a great fairy tale movie, too, and I think it's better than... And Falcor is just a giant perv. Yes. Ah. Uh, Here's another one. Labyrinth. Okay. That's a great I'm with movie. you on that one. You're with, okay. I'm with is you on that Is that the first one. one you've been with me on? Uh, yeah. They're I all think be- so. Those are all better than The Brothers Grimm. Oh, yes. Yes. At, yes. And then... Princess Bride. Oh gosh, that's the pinnacle. That is the pinnacle from a, from a fairy tale perspective. Absolutely. Oh god, you if know you what? Haven't seen that. If you disagree, yeah, we shouldn't if, even have to. Mention if you disagree with the fact that Princess Bride is not the best fairy tale movie, you're wrong. You are dead wrong. Yeah. And I want you to go unsubscribe right now. Absolutely. Right now. Because this is the most delete this episode. The most quotable movie ever. Some need... of the best performances ever. And it defined everybody's childhood. If you meet someone who can't quote the entire movie of The Princess Bride, they you just need to know that they've had a sad sheltered childhood and you need to feel sorry for them. Right? They're just well, it could mean that they're just not friend uh, uh fans of Fred Savage. Yep. <laughs> He's such a minor role in that movie. Well, though. but you know, it Andre may, maybe Giant. someone harbors hatred for Fred Savage like I do for Matt Damon. But see, I would I would argue that their lives would be so much easier than mine <laughs> because fucking Matt Damon's in everything. In everything. He Fred ru- Savage he ruins movies. Is done. He, he ruins movies. All of them. Yes. All of them. And then I had one more. This one, it's not my favorite, but I think it's a great fairy tale movie and it's done a little different and it's Hook. Really? I love Hook. Have really? You seen- Why? You don't love that movie? Oh, it uh, takes so long to get started. It's, it's like guess- it's like a whole what, half hour, 45 minutes before we get past the whole adult bullshit. I mean, I get you got to set that up, but uh, you know, I don't know. I I just don't I don't mm. I didn't like it. 
Really? I don't, Robin I don't, Williams figuring out that. But he was you're Peter talking Pan, to the guy that doesn't Julia like Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. I mean, Steph would hate it because she hates Julia Roberts, but she would. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dustin Rufio? Hoffman. Rufio. <laughs> Rufio. You're talking to the guy that doesn't like ET. Oh, I don't like ET either. I don't. That's not, so. But that's think. a whole nother. That's a whole nother episode. But I, I think it's a different in our age because when Hook came out. That's right, when I was like starting to go see movies and things like that. But I don't think it's as good as Princess Bride. This is probably last on my list, but I think it's one that needs to be mentioned is better than The Brothers Grimm. And Robin Williams kills it in that movie. Does a good job of his humor, being a dad, and just, I, th- I think it's a different performance than he normally does. And I thought it was really, really good. I'll give you that. I'll give you that because he did, he did go between being a dickhead father. Oh, yeah. To a uh, regaining that childlike sense of wonder. Um, I'll give you that. But did I enjoy it? No. Mm, I enjoyed it a lot. But of all the ones, Princess Bride, if you haven't seen it, you should see immediately. Like, pause this and go watch it. Is there anything else on your list? Well, I had a couple other ones, but I don't feel like You don't feel like talking about that? Do you want me to talk about all of them? I don't know. I'm curious as to what else is on the list now. Pan's Labyrinth is on the list. Is that a fantasy movie? Yeah. Well, not. I'm scared. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. Movie? I think it's movie. very fairy tale movie. I mean, maybe a little horror fairy tale, but it's a fairy tale movie. Hmm. Okay. With fairies and ogres and things living under your bed and going to see trolls and things like that. Very fairy tale. It's set in a horrible setting with Nazis and just a tough life and the crazy dad that knows he's going to have a son, but it's and it's a labyrinth, so very labyrinth like. Okay. All right. Aladdin. That's a, do, you, do you consider that a fairy tale movie? I didn't want to talk about all the Disney fairy tale movies because they're well done, but they're more for kids. Like Tangled, Frozen, I would consider a fairy tale movie. They're all good fairy tale movies. Beauty and the Beast is a fairy tale movie. Snow White, Cinderella, all fairy tale movies that are good, but they're animated. I was right. Like, I thought we were going to stick with. No, you're right. Live action. I think we should. Uh, not all those are tie back to Brothers Grimm. Some of those are Hans Christian Andersen. Sure. Which is funny because they're. We're, well, why are why, why does it seem like the majority of these fairy tales we're talking about, their origin is in ger- German culture. Maybe life is mm. just so bad in Germany. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Or maybe that's how they told their kids stories. I maybe. Uh, so let's see what else are, well, you know, there's been a proliferation, like I said earlier of, uh, fairy tale stories on the big screen and small screen. Truly. Uh, on TV, we've actually had, uh, this series called Grimm, which is an interesting, uh, take on the, fairy tale scenario where uh, the Grimm's actually can see these creature, I think they're called Vessen, uh, which is a German word. Uh, Sounds German. Yeah, oh, Vessen. Sounds like a type of sausage. Uh, give me some good blood sausage. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. any day. Uh, they they passed that. There's a lineage, and so they can see creatures, and so um, they're they're and other people can't that see they normally. can't see right, and okay. so their job is to dispatch these creatures. So they're like hunters, uh, and so they're hunting the vessel. Yes, okay, uh, they're hunting them, and 
it's it's an interesting series. I don't want to talk about it too long. Um, I only really watched part of the first season. Uh, was it one you were going to think about watching with your kids or something? Uh, oh, no. I would definitely not watch this with the kids because okay. it's a little more adult-oriented. It, essentially, it's a police procedural with uh, this fantastical element with it because the Grimm... Like Sleepy Hollow kind of? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Sleepy Hollow is another, I think, movie that should be on the list of a, a fairy tale type story Which that was Sleepy done Hollow? well. The one with uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, Tim yeah. Burton. Yes. Mm, okay. For sure. Put that on the list. If you've not seen that, then definitely put that on We're the list as for well. Sure. It is well done. Mm. Very terrifying. Yeah. Actually, that's <laughs> movie it is. Um, but this show, Grimm, where was I going? You were talking about the vest, and you said you didn't want to talk about it very much. I didn't. So maybe we'll just move on. But do you think wouldn't watch should, it with the kids? No. You think uh, people should check it out? Uh, if you were into, uh, well, uh, apparently police procedurals are quite popular. But if you want something a little different, you like a little fantastical element, and you've not given it a try, I would at least give that first season a try. Mm. Um, so if you're tired of like Law and Order, yes, but you you want that detective story, but you want uh, a little bit of uh, fantasy, fantasy added to it. The effects are kind of cheesy. Um, Is the storytelling well done? It, it it's fairly good, but I think the storytelling on Once Upon a Time is much better now this I've is heard good things about that series well it is a very good series and my family loves it and it is actually it's refreshing because it's a it's a uh, series that i can sit down and watch we can watch together as a whole family and my kids are completely hooked and it's not on disney channel they're hooked one of the characters hook captain hook they're hooked <laughs> you like that hook but not the real hook not the real hook. Okay. They're hooked on this. Uh, I'm going to see how many times I can say the word hooked, hooked. in a minute. All right. Make um, sure you really get that K in there, though. Hooked. Hooked. Yeah. Very, needs to sound like your Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that derives from a fairy tale as well. Probably. Mm. But if you've never given a look at once upon a time. Do you I, need to start at the beginning? I do recommend it. Absolutely. And it's all on Netflix. Oh, good. So okay. you can, in the, and I think the next season starts, uh, September, September 27th. It's okay. Like, it's yeah. What night is it on? Sundays, Sunday oh. night, like at, I think seven. Cool. But so why do you like it? I think it's enlightened. Is it the start of the fifth or sixth season? I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember. But why do I like it? Because yeah. they take, all the classic fairy tales that you know and love and they put they just take and turn them on their ear they put a, a completely different spin on it and so basically uh prince charming and snow white uh their their daughter is the savior from a curse that was put on uh, all of uh, fairy tale land uh, a curse that was put on them by the evil queen. Okay. With the help of Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. And is they, he a bad guy? In he, he is a bad guy. And they are basically made to forget that they're fairy tale characters and are in a town in our real world that's secluded from the rest of the world. So it's set and in modern they, day? Yes. Okay. And they cannot leave. They can't leave this they town. They cannot leave that town. They cannot are they cross aware the that line. They can't There's leave? an enchantment. Uh, no, they don't even know who they are. 
Oh. They don't even know who they are. Um, except for uh, the evil queen knows. Because she's evil. She, she, she put the spell. This is her plot. And so everyone's given a new name. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just really good because you get introduced to new characters and you're sitting there going, well, I know that the way that they're setting this up and you try to, it's like, it's like a game for us to try to figure out, okay, what fairy tale, uh, character is this going to end up being, mm, right? Like, that's a new, interesting. like a new guy comes to town and, and he's he? a writer and he turns out to be Pinocchio. Uh, so it's everything. You got Jiminy Cricket, you got Pinocchio, you've got, uh, you've got Hook, you've got Rumpelstiltskin, you got the Evil Queen, you got Snow White, Prince Charming, you've got Maleficent, you've got Cruella de Vil. Cause remember, this is on ABC. So, so they Disney. have, mm, which is part of Disney, which they have, access to all these characters the characters from frozen were on there as well and it's just like i said it's a family thing hmm. the kids absolutely love so are they working together or against each other how's that working is it good versus evil or are they there's factions right and okay. so you know you not all the characters you think would be good or good and not all the ones that you think would be bad or bad like rumpelstiltskin is is evil uh, but i don't think he was particularly good anyway no, he was bit, he was trying to steal a baby. That's right. Now, bit of trivia, uh, you know, the brothers Grimm when they wrote some of these stories originally, they were never really intended for children. Uh, no, it was more of a, a lot of gruesome deaths and dismemberment. Oh, yes, in those. they uh, were basically putting these collect, collecting these stories together to basically uh, build a. Uh, not a historical document, but basically to preserve the the culture, the German culture, and the stories that came from that culture. Because we all grew up with stories, and we grew up with these fairy tales. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember my grandmother telling me stories, and she would always tell me like the story of the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And it just just thinking about it now it just brings a smile to my face yeah. because I heard that so many times. And I think back, it's like, why didn't I ever stop my grandmother and say, I, shit, I've heard this 300 times. Stop. I didn't care. I was a kid. And it, it, it's, it didn't matter. I, I wanted to hear it right. a thousand times. Well, because your kids today, mine have favorite books. Every night, they would have me read the same book. Read this. Book read yeah. this. The same one. And you, as an adult, you get so tired of it. It's like, no, I don't want to read this no more. Well, and eventually, I think the more you read it, you get better at it. Because you do to make this interesting, you I'm going to throw voices in. And like, oh, absolutely. And you start doing, I think I can. You're like, I really want to sound like a train. You know, like, yeah. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah. No, I get that. But um, I'm hoping that the memories we have are something that they will have when they get to our age. Because I remember clearly some of the stories that my parents and grandparents read me too. So definitely need to check out Once Upon a Time. Uh, the seasons get better. Uh, the twists get better. So it, uh, one of my favorite... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me complete my thought. Let me take a step I didn't mean back. to interrupt you. Uh, one of the original or the original ending to the Rumpelstiltskin story is that he got so upset that he stomped on the ground so hard that his uh, his feet went or his foot went into the ground and he was so upset that he grabbed his other leg and pulled himself in half. Yep. What what? Why would this be okay for a child? It's not. <laughs> so these stories are, they're all, gr- everyone dies. I mean. The bad guys always die. 
Yes. Well, even some of the good people die. These yeah, these stories, yeah. these grim stories are quite grim. And so it kind of brings up the whole point of where did this concept of, you know, oh, this 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 story is very dark and very grim. Mm-hmm. Well, that, Maybe that's that, why. That's exactly where that comes from. Mm. Is it two M's? No. Mm. No. They've shortened it. They to, did shorten to it. Different they, they did shorten it. But okay. uh, back to Once Upon a Time. uh they have uh, some story arcs that I've really enjoyed. And one of them was Captain Hook is not really a bad guy. He's just kind of misunderstood and did some misunderstood pirate. (laughs) Of course. And he did some bad things, but you get to really kind of dig in and see why some of these characters did what they did. And uh, uh, back, I think on the original uh, season one, Sebastian uh, Shaw, the winter soldier, actually played the Mad Hatter and uh, he did some of the things that he did because he was trying to, uh, you know, uh, get his daughter, uh, protect his daughter. And so you, you really get to see, and that's what I like what they're doing is these characters aren't evil just for the sake of being evil. They're, they're really, uh, they really kind of pull the curtain back and let you look at, well, why do these characters, why are they doing the things that they do? And you can really understand where they're coming from. It doesn't make what they're doing okay, but you can understand. And I think it makes them more real. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the my favorite arcs, I think, was from this past season, was they introduced Peter Pan. Really? They introduced Peter Pan, but he was a sick bastard. And he was... And really, oh yes, he awesome. was even more evil than say the evil queen and Rumpelstiltskin. Good for him. And but you think about it, uh, it's not a not a far cry, not a stretch of the he imagination. Can he could fly, but the the shadow uh, could separate from him and yes. would do his his dirty work, which mm-hmm. we know is true because that's what the shadow always did. It's yeah. always did. Uh, but it was just more of a mischievous thing, and this is more more malignant, more really. Oh yeah, it was is is that's a great it take was, on it. It was creepy, but the but the young actor that they got to play the Peter Pan because you know he's a younger, uh, obviously he's going to be a younger person, uh, a boy, if you will, a real boy. Really played it up as though he was an evil, hundreds of years old. Uh, uh, entity in this boy's body and i was like awesome. wow this was really i really enjoyed that it was good um so yeah he was oh god he was just playing just playing people against each other and it, awesome. was, it was good uh and of course my uh, steph has fallen uh she's fallen in love with the guy that plays hook on the show, uh, he's uh, he's on her list. Man, she falls her wish in line. love with a lot of these I'm people. I'm telling you, see you on the screen. I don't know what I Superman Hook. I, I get hey, as long as I'm there to mop up, right? Uh, <laughs> whatever gets whatever lights the kitchen <laughs> fires. As long as you come that, home for dinner, baby. That's that's right. That's right. That's right. I don't don't make no never mind to me. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna send them a thank you note. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I need to send them a thank you note <laughs> every week on Sunday night. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. All, okay. all the, uh, previous seasons are, are the hour long episodes. They are hour long, but if you catch them on Netflix, I think they're like 42, 45 and minutes. Binge it. Like if you like watch one, you'll be ready. Well, we to watch did, we did, we did, uh, we binged it over, I think part of Christmas vacation. And then, um, we didn't do any of this summer. This was last year. And it was funny because oh, we would. So now you're up to live TV. You must oh, be we dying. are. Uh, I'm not. I'm not, but the kids are. 
it was funny because you'd watch in an evening instead of watching like normal TV or watch a movie, we would watch several episodes at a time and every episode ends with a cliffhanger and the kids would be like, one more, one more time, one more. <laughs> I was like, no, you need to go to bed. No, sweetie, it's 11 o'clock. You've got to get up for school in the morning. And, and it was fun to watch them go through that. To make him suffer? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't enjoy watching them suffer. Not not that kind of suffering. But it was fun to watch them because I remember when I was a kid and they would run the old serials on PBS mm-hmm. and you'd watch it and you'd every one of those damn things ended with a cliffhanger and you're like, oh, well, no, yeah, and even when. Recently for us, the season finales of like Lost or something like that. You're like, I gotta wait four months to watch this. You're killing me. You're killing me. Well, they did that with Star Trek: Trek the Next Generation. Yeah, you. Every season ended. Every every season ended with the part one of a, a two t- part yes. bastard. And it's like you motherfuckers right. make it so. And so you, but then you had to wait. A whole year. And you would forget it because you couldn't go back and watch it usually. No, so you couldn't. forget something. And they wouldn't even replay it before the this next season premiere because it was on, uh, well, that was syndicated, yeah. but it was on normal uh, TV. Pussy-ass yeah, bullshit. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> um, that was crazy. Life is so much more different now. It is. Because everything, I would is, hope so. everything is on demand. This is on demand. We sound like old people, like back in my day. <laughs> back in my I, day. I had to walk uphill in the snow to go to school. Both ways. With a potato, a warm baked potato in my pocket right. to keep me warm. And then that was my lunch. And that was my lunch. <laughs> and my shoes had to last me for four years. Uh, so, okay. So what else do we have? So we've given, I think we've given some great alternatives uh, to the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, and if all else fails, you should read them. I think they're worth reading. Yes, and I think that's absolutely that's something that gets lost. And apparently, our fans don't really appreciate literature <laughs> because our literature. You're only basing that on the episodes we did during the topic weeks <laughs> on the hard where facts we that did. I have. <laughs> so you need to stop crunching the hard data. <laughs> I'm an accountant. That's you need what to I stop do. being honest. That's what I do. No, I'm. Those are worth reading, and they're quick reads. If you read an English translation, you can, well, you can read one or two while you're taking a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just sit in there and read one. Yes. Instead of watching a video on YouTube or making and leaving some nasty comment on YouTube, just read a book. I think you can actually go to Barnes & Noble and get, like, the omnibus uh, editions with, with, like, some of the earlier English translations. Sure. Uh, for, you know, like, the gold leaf hardbound yeah. for, like... 25 bucks or something like that. And that'll look fancy on your coffee table. You look educated. And while you're there, go ahead and pick up uh, the Edgar Allan Poe uh, omnibus. If you, I know this is a fairy tale episode, but it just, this just hit me right now. We're talking about reading. It is a different type of fairy tale, but I think it's essential reading. Yeah. I I put that up there with uh, that, that, you know, no, you need to read Poe. For sure. Absolutely, you do. Um, it's one of the few that I would include on the must-read list. Mm. But Brother Oh, Grimm, the Telltale th- Heart. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We read that in, in junior high. Oh, that is... Terrifying in junior the high. The prose. It's just... Mm-hmm. It is so tight. 
And it's like every word has so much is so rich in meaning mm-hmm. and 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 storytelling. It's like there's nothing wasted. And it's a short story. Yes. It's unbelievable. Oh. How much he got in those short stories. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that reading Poe is life changing. Oh, it is. It is life changing. And you could because there's whole college courses just about Edgar Allan Poe. And that's how good he is. And how much you can learn and the way you learn to write and learn to read and to describe things just from reading his stories and his example should have an effect on you to make you better at almost everything you do. Are you familiar with the, I think it was originally on Showtime, it was the Masters of Horror uh, anthology series where they would have different directors that were uh well-respected in the horror genre mm-hmm. um, direct different episodes like John Carpenter, seen some of them, uh, yeah. Stuart Gordon. Uh, I think Clive Barker may have done one. Hmm. I think awesome. I may be wrong. I may be misstating. My point is, is I want to say it was Stuart. I want to say it was Stuart Gordon that directed Jeffrey Combs as Edgar Allan Poe in the black cat. And that was really that was good. That sounds good. That was good. Uh, I know that uh, John Cusack played him in The Raven, which I have not seen. I thought that was just called Poe. No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was The Raven. I think. Okay, you're which right. you're right. You're right. Life changing. Life changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a reason that some authors are considered masters, like a Shakespeare master, different type of thing. But everything he wrote is worth reading. Same with Poe. I think he is up there. So while we're talking literature, and no one's made it, no one's, no one's still listening. Now because gonna, you know why? Turn it you off know now. why I know? Because we're talking about literature. That's right. <laughs> How do you feel about Lovecraft? No, you haven't. Uh, you can't get into it. I I don't know. No. Okay. How do you feel about it? I love it. Really? Oh yeah, but I'm the horror guy. You are the horror guy. So. Um, he's not as not you know it's not as important as Poe's work, but it's up there for he's, sure. He was big in the Cthulhu stuff, right? Yeah. What do you mean big in the Cthulhu stuff? He 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 like invented the genre. Well, he, he yes. Okay, that's where that came from. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've the read Cthulhu mythos. Mi- mythos. Yeah, I've read some of his stuff, and I'm okay with it. He's not my favorite I, writer. The reason I means. really like is because it's it's something that blends sci-fi and horror really well. Mm. And did you ever see In the Mouth of Madness? Yes, I have seen that. Do, so did you like that? I did. That that's, was okay. That's basically a, uh, I wouldn't say love letter necessarily, but it is based highly on the work of uh, Lovecraft. And it's uh, it's. Is that your favorite stuff. author? You no, no. Who's your favorite author? Favorite author? Yeah. Hmm. We've never had this discussion, so I'm curious to no, know. We haven't. Who your favorite author is? Wow, I've read so much. Who just jumps out? I don't want to say anything that's like obvious. Why? If it's but your favorite, I, it's your favorite. Well, I know. I, I'm gonna. Honestly, I think I may have to go with Poe because really that that. Well, if I'm gonna sit, sit here and be honest and say that it's life changing, then it's it's hard to go with anything else. But for me. 
there, there really aren't any stories that I didn't enjoy. And I think that my, my concept of who I like is not just, Oh, it's fun to read, but what has had the most impact on me. And I think some of the, the, some of the writing that has had the most impact on me personally has actually changed the way that I thought about things Mm. is Poe. Gotcha. Um, is there other stuff that I like that I want to admit to? Uh, you can admit to it. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I do like King, but who, Stephen King? who, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, just don't say Terry Goodkind. No, 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 no. Uh, w- what about you? My favorite author ever would be a toss up between two and they're both British. Um, I would like C.S. Lewis mm. just because. The Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, a name came to me that I can't believe didn't come out of my mouth, but go ahead. This is really my introduction into fantasy literature. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, my my dad was a big reader. He read to us every night. Mm -hmm. And when we got older, he started reading us more advanced books. Like we would read the Hardy Boys, which I love the Hardy Boys. Oh, yes. I still love those today. But then he would read us the Chronicles of Narnia. And C.S. Lewis is an amazing author in the fact that he, those children's books, they're not really children's books. They're so well done and well written. that he And he does some other things like the screw tape letters, which mm-hmm. I think is excellent. Mm-hmm. And then also Tolkien, but The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all of that whole world have had a huge impact on me and who I am today for sure. And I, sure. those are the books that when I want to read something and I don't, want to start a new series or something, I'll go back and reread those because I've read them. I've read them probably 30, 40 times. Okay. So those are my two favorite. I mean, you know, I've read some of the other ones like Dostoevsky and Tolstoy. I've read all that oh God, stuff. Some of the stuff is so hard to read. Some of yeah. the stuff is so, but the brothers Karamazov may be the best book that I've ever read. I think okay. that book is stunningly tremendous. Well, I think it's fair to say that, well, first of all, I think talking about literature it's fine for this episode because yeah, that's fairy tales. Fairy tales. Yeah. So some of the best things I've read, I would have to agree. Um, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, my brain is jumping back to when I was a teenager. That's fine. And when you learned how to read, I, I <laughs> <laughs> did. <laughs> did I ever tell you that when I worked at Barnes and Noble, I worked at Barnes & Noble, too. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, One of the first things they told, or one of the first, I asked the question, well, I don't even know how it came up, but they were on only 49 of the 50 states. Which state weren't they in? West Virginia. (laughs) What? Why? Well, the the, the official version, because there's there's an (laughs) off-the-books reason. Oh, good. The official... (laughs) The official reason is that West Virginia is small enough that they could drive th- to Virginia. There, there are enough places around it to where it's it's just a short drive to go get um, a book and to go visit a store. But the unofficial reason, which really is the official reason, is that the literacy rate in West Virginia was so low that it was not financially viable. To have, have, a store. Money to have a store open. Because, I mean, if they had a store there, <laughs> that I'm like that. That was sad to me. That's the best reason I've ever heard in my that life. Was the, we, we I just don't know. Losing if, money. I don't know if that's still true today. A lot of picture books. 
I don't know if that's still true today. Those 3D CNI things where you just see the picture when you look. Yeah. At <laughs> but the rate that uh, you know digital books are going, uh, ebooks are going. It, you know, we may have more states that don't have physical bookstores, which kind of makes me sad because there's nothing better than going to the library or going to the bookstore. I could spend all day. Mm-hmm. There, I packed, um, yeah. You helped me move this weekend. Oh, you asked, and I had so many you, boxes of books. Why? You, you were like, "There's more books." I'm like, "I like to read." <laughs> so many boxes. So of those books. boxes that hold like legal documents, those small. What mm-hmm. are the, what are those called? Um, banker boxes. Banker box. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That should be the biggest size anyone ever uses mm-hmm. to pack books because it is big enough to get a, a good amount. But small enough to not be too to not weigh five heavy. Pounds, yeah. Oh my god. Well, I had someone help me pack, and they hadn't really packed books before. <sighs> Don't move. Oh Again, no. Anytime. Well, soon. those movers canceled on me. So I, I will help pay for the movers. See, and that's kind of why I did it. Oh you my help god. people get people to help you move in August. Next time they'll be like, just how much? Oh, I'll pay for a quarter of it. That was murder. <laughs> Murder. I'm still sunburned. There was murder in my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Neil Gaiman. Yeah. That's my other author that I was thinking of that I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention him. Uh, And nothing makes me happier than the fact that my son devours, devours every Neil Gaiman book that I gave him. Now, of course, there's there's a couple that I can't give him yet. Not yet. But that's what I love about Neil Gaiman is that he he is not confined to really one genre. He's not confined to adult or kids books. He does both and he does both well. He does. Because that man can tell a story and he tells it well. Mm-hmm. And you read that and you have an emotional response Always. to what he writes. Yeah. And there it is. He's one of my favorite authors because it's just, he speaks. It's like when you read it, he's speaking directly to your, to your soul. And I know that sounds weird, but that's how I feel when if I read it. If books don't do that to you, I don't feel like you're reading them right. And that's one of the reasons that I love reading so much is because when you read a good story that's told well, it actually takes you there. When you can see the details in your mind and feel like you're there in the action. There's just something about that that you don't get from TV because even when even when TV's done really well or a movie, it's still like you're watching. But when you're reading, I feel like you can be actually there. When I read a Neil Gaiman book, it's it feels as though he wrote it just for me. It feels yeah. as though I'm sitting in a room with him and he's telling me a story and just telling it just to me. And that's the kind of experience that I get out of reading one of his works. Um, Where would you have people start if they're going to read the Neil Gaiman book? Where would you have them read first? I'm going to put you on the spot. No, no, that's fine. Let me let me think for a second uh, because he's written so many good kids books. You know, if I had not read a Neil Gaiman book before and I wanted something kind of light uh, but yet fantastical, I might start with Stardust. Oh, yeah. It's a great just book. to kind of just kind of get your toe wet, because I think I think that is such a great story about love and heartbreak 
Um, I mean, if you have, if you're, if you're a young boy and you fall in love with a fall, a fallen star, it doesn't get any more fantastical than that. Yeah. And even the movie, even the movie was good. It was. I good. really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I think I'd start with Stardust. That's awesome. I don't think you want to go out right out of the gate and read American Gods. I think you need to get a couple under your belt before you get <laughs> yeah, that one in. You're not ready for that. No, especially if you're not a big reader. That's uh, not where you want to go. But if you're, you know, you, I like to think of myself as a a, a kid at heart, uh, and so and my wife is as well, and I I love that about her. We've it's weird. We've kind of looked back at the novels that we've read recently. I, I think you're going to identify with this. I can't really look back and say that I've read anything that would be on a uh, literature top 50 must list read classic list. It's more of the young adult uh, uh, variety. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of those books recently have been written very well. They're entertaining. And, and it's entertaining. And it's not just for a younger crowd and a story should transcend uh, confinement. It should transcend uh, it's a good young story. adult yes. or adult yes. or sci-fi or fantasy or horror. It or doesn't any have of these to be an labels. adult setting. It doesn't have to be an the, adult setting to be yeah, a good story. The label should be good. Yeah. Period. Good literature. That's what you should have a section in the bookstore called that. Uh, so, I mean, and Neil Gaiman even has some good picture books. Uh, yeah, he has one on the alphabet. Uh, oh, yeah? That's really good. Uh, Wolves in the Wall. Walls mm. is really good. Um, he he wrote Coraline, which is that's a great fantastic. Book, yeah. Fortunately, the milk um, is is good. I would I would go with uh, I would go with either Stardust or if you want something you can read with like in I don't know a couple hours, just like in one sitting. Uh, maybe fortunately the milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I guarantee you, if you pick up a game and book and you read it, you're going to get hooked and you're going to go. You're going to go buy the rest of his stuff. Sure. And I am stoked for the American Gods TV series. I think it's coming on stars. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for that. That'll be good. That's going to be good. Um, so, and if you're into graphic novels, yeah, he, the Sandman, he's got some excellent, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that, that's Sandman that he, that's up there with, uh, Watchmen. That's in the conversation sure. of some of the greatest uh, comic book uh, work ever done. I would agree. I think I think Watchmen is better. Of course, no, I agree. It's. I'm just saying it's in the conversation. It's of definitely top three. Top easily. If you're if someone says, "Hey, I, you know, I want to get into graphic novels. What should I read? Watchmen. Yes. But then Sandman needs to be in that conversation Maybe as well, like Dark Knight or something like that. For sure. For sure. Interesting. So anything else that we can add to the fairy tale conversation since we kind of meandered a little, but that's okay. That's no, what we do. That's what we do. One I think that this was an excellent episode for us to talk about literature and people should read more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, anything you want to add? I think we're good. No. Sweet. No, no. I think we made plenty of recommendations. Yeah, you you have enough reading material, viewing material for the next month or so. That's right. But you don't have 
enough to keep you from listening to our companion podcast. Which just launched. Yes, we released it recently. I don't want to say the day because, you know, it's on. this is on demand. Yeah. They could listen to this years from now and they'd be like, you released this two days ago? Well, two days ago was July 27th, 2027. We'll be on episode... Oh, yeah, people are What episode it. would we be on in 2027? I'm not a savant. I cannot figure that out that fast. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <coughs> I couldn't even tell you what day of the week it's going to be, July 27th. I mean, I know people who can, but that's not me. If you're into Fear the Walking Dead, which... You should be. It's kind of fantastical. Sure. Fairy tale? No. No. Horror tale. Nightmare tale. Phantasmagorical. There it is. There you go. Mm. Uh, we, we had, I had a lot of fun recording that. Not, I didn't just have a lot of fun watching that. I had a lot of fun recording the, It was a the nice episode. change. It, it was, was nice, a nice it was change. different. And I like the fact that we weren't talking about Helix anymore, so that was good. Yeah, it was nice to talk about a TV series that didn't <laughs> suck balls. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I go back and listen to our episodes where we talk about heels. What the like, hell were I'm we like, doing? Fucking A. <laughs> just like, what were we doing? Yeah, for real. So uh, check that out. That just came out. Uh, it's uh, we're, we're referring to it as Fear the Nth Cast. Yes. Watch episode one of Fear the Walking Dead first and then yes. listen to our show. Absolutely. Or you could listen to them simultaneously, concurrently. And, yeah. And so you're going to be you're going to be doubling up on us uh, every week for six weeks, I think. Mm, I would love for someone to double up on Ooh, me. Ooh, double stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it'd get for them to double up on an old dude like me? <laughs> I love office space. I do too. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, this has been uh, Josh from uh, the Nth Cast here. And I'm JD. From the nth cast, and I'm reminding you if you're gonna do something, do it to the nth degree. What do you mean? Are we Jedi now? now. We've always been so Jedi. We, we've already been younglings, and now we're actually yeah. Jedi. Are, we're past the Padawan stage, oh, clearly, for sure. That was episode twenty. Um, so when you're no longer a Padawan, you lose your tail. Right? Your rat tail, yeah. Your tail. Oh no, I was thinking like a, you know, like a tadpole. Oh, lose- oh, sure. No, I don't think so. Do you want to start over? Yes. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> that was bad. What happened?